Talking T20 Tri-Series Cricket on the program now. The Australians, the English and, of course, the, the New Zealanders going toe-to-toe in the short version of the game, getting underway on Saturday night at the SCG. And we're joined now by show favourite Mr Mike Whitney as uh, we look at this Tri-Series. And it's interesting, isn't it, Mike, because we've got this dominant Australian test team who turned to utter pop in the one-day variety, vice versa with the English, and then it's a shorter version still, and we were the number one team in the world. We're now number two. This is going to be a glorious collision, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be interesting, and you're 100% right, Doc. I mean, the test series, we were just unstoppable, and I suppose without Alistair's Cook double century, we probably would have won that game as well and knocked them off 5-0. But that just halted. He batted for a couple of days, and there was enough time. But 4-0. Then we go into the one-day series, and they completely change their team around. And their one-day side, man, that is a really, really good side, and we just couldn't score the runs. I mean, our run rate was so much less than theirs. They got into our bowlers. We couldn't really get their bowlers away, and we went one game. So going into this tri-series, and I, I can't remember, maybe it's directly... This, is this the first T20 tri-series I've ever played against, Dave? Gee, I'm pretty sure it is. But then again, yeah. don't, don't put your house on it, Mike. No, no. <laughs> Memory's going, mate. That, yeah, that me day. too. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm not sure what to expect. I mean, I'm sure the Ponds are going to come out guns blazing now because they've got a, you know, a bit of confidence out of, out of the one-day series. But I'm not sure what to expect out of your guys. And I'm not really sure what to expect out of our guys, even though... The teams are relevant to T20, and some of the guys in the one day and the, and the best sides aren't in the T20 side. So it's really hard to follow it, mate. Well, it is, but I expect with T20, it makes sense to me that the Aussie selectors have picked guys that have been dominating in the big bash because it's been a really exciting tournament, and plainly they're in that rhythm of T20. So it makes sense to me that they would. I just can't work out from tests to ODIs down to this what should happen. I, <laughs> and you're the same place. Yeah, look, I agree with you. The Big Bash has just been phenomenal. Uh, the amount of people that are watching it on television and, and, and besides that, turning up at the game. I mean, the grounds are almost full every single time there's a, a, a Big Bash game. But the relevance of what you said is true. They should be picking the star players out of that because they're in form. They've been playing for six weeks. And some of those guys are just amazing T20 players. So I'm sort of not sure, as I said, what's going to happen. But we've got a pretty good team and a pretty good team of T20 players. So in that respect, I think we should do okay. There's got to be, I suppose, a few question marks around about the nature of selection, though, when you had such a dominant test team and then your one-day team turned rubbish because you used some test guys in there. I think you've only got Warner, haven't you? floating around in the T20, yeah. but are there, are there question marks over the selection policies before this starts? Well, look, you know, I, I started to look at this from a long way back when our guys were in Bangladesh. That was a two-test series and a very, very tough, hard, difficult place to play. And half of those guys went to India for a meaningless one-day series. Very, very tough place to play again with volatile crowds and you know, Coley's really got them into an aggressive mood and they're indie on the field. They never used to be like that. Then they come straight home, warm up with a couple of Sheffield Shield games, straight into the Test Series, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, a guy like Steve Smith, even though he didn't go to India, 
Is he tired with the the constant 24-7? I say that to people, Darth, and they say to me, well, these guys are professional cricketers and they're earning millions and millions of dollars. Steve Smith batted for 35 hours in that test period. 30, I wouldn't have batted that long in my career with net time included. <laughs> 35 hours. He's got to be a little tired. And then you're going into a real pressure cooker one-day series. He's got to be tired. So I think that some of those test guys should just concentrate on the five-day game, one-day cricket, whole different side, fresh, clean. And it was sort of like that. But you look at Davey Warner. He's spreading himself across the three types of games now. I mean, he's got to be tired. You've got to be tired. And you know, I know, at this level, at this level that you're playing, if you're not operating at 100%, if you're 99%, that can be exposed. I suppose, if anything, Mike Whitney uh, joining the program, former uh, Australian cricketer. When you look at the form of some of these guys and I'm looking at Darcy Short, uh, uh, Aaron Finch, uh, what's his name, Chris Lynn, uh, in fantastic form. But I'm I'm really interested in Glenn Maxwell because he's feeling slighted by the selectors, isn't he, from one day side. So this could actually explode in our faces. This could be something else. Well, he got... He got a couple of one-day games at the end of the series, which everybody was really happy about. But, yeah, um, I think he's looking to make amends for not getting picked. And either you guys or England might really pay for that in one or two of these games. Because when he's on, I mean, wow. You know, if you get an Aaron Finch, a Chris Lynn, and a Glenn Maxwell going off in the one big game, mate, they could get 250 or 20 hours. Yeah, and we've already got horrible memories of uh, Mark Stoinis from back in the day when he nearly took a game away from us after you guys were reeling at 60 off of six, I think it was. So we got the Absolutely. fear there too. Did he get 100? Did he get 100? He got oh, 100. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, didn't win the game. Player. Didn't win the game. Mate, he's in pretty good form now with bat and ball, Stoinis. So, yeah, we're starting to produce these. I mean, you were three, two or three seasons ago, you wouldn't have ever known Stoinis' name. No. But he's really made a big impact, and he's really learning very, very quickly what it is takes to perform at this level and he seems so comfortable already which is amazing and he's putting great performance. I mean he got another 80, 80 of the other night and played really, really well. So yeah, he's one to watch for sure. Mike Whitney is our guest on the show uh, looking at the T20 Tri-Series. What about the feeling around the, the punters uh, about this these series of fixtures coming up? Is there a palpable excitement in the air? Do you think we're going to see full houses? Is this going to be accepted and embraced by the Aussie public? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, look, if you had said to me 10 years ago that there was going to be dancing girls <laughs> and, you know, when I retired, say 20 years ago, there going to be dancing girls and fire flames on the, you know, on the circle, just bring the rope in and put all this stuff. I would have laughed at you, but... Here in Australia, I think around the world, we've definitely embraced T20. I mean, can you imagine, Darcy, in your wildest dreams, have you been following the IPL option? I mean, seriously. Look, my son says, would you have played in that dad if you were playing now? And I go, yeah, and I would have owned half of the eastern suburbs in Sydney with the money that these guys are earning. So it's, it's really buoyant. And Australian crowds, just looking at what happens in the BBL, mate, I reckon they'll be full grounds. Full grounds full ground and people waiting outside at every game. I would suspect that's going to happen. So it'll be pretty big. England will be excited. I mean, you guys aren't going that well. Um, Munro's back and he was injured. 
Yeah, Munro's back. We've got Colin de Granholm as well, and let's not forget uh, uh, big hitters like Martin Gupta. I mean, we didn't come down in the last shower, mate. Ross Taylor. It's only a, a couple of games we managed to shit the bed uh, up against uh, Pakistan, but let's hope that that's been righted. Mate, you've got a very, very good side, and all those guys that you played. I, in fact, played cricket against Colin de Granholm's father, who was a Zimbabwean in the early 80s when I went over there and toured with an Australian side, and he's just passed away recently. So I had this weird connection with Colin DeCronto that I played against his dad, which is really amazing. But you've got a great team of all-rounders. Uh, your spin bowlers are very, very good. I mean, he's so Kaleggi, really, really amazing. And what's the other spinner's name? He's played really, really well as well. Like, Mitchell Santner. Yeah, Santner. Well, he's number one in the world now. Yeah. I think he's just taken over the uh, mantle from East. So, yeah, but again. Absolutely. He's no, no shabby, not shabby with the bat has really worked on his bowling in the shorter version of the game and he's no he's no shabby and not shabby in the field either. So he's developed into a really good cricketer sound. Now, yeah, but you guys are going to be very competitive, mate. And you know, either England and Australia, I mean, you know, not in my wildest dreams would I think that a New Zealand side will come to Australia and surrender quietly. You guys love coming here. We love playing you. You're our brothers and sisters across the ditch. But let me tell you, as I know there's no quarter given out on the field, so it should be really exciting. And as we started to say, I think the crowds will support it enormously. Certainly hope so. It promises to be uh, quite a bash. Six culminating in the final at Eden Park on the 21st of February. As always, Mr Whitney, thanks very much for your time. Good on you, Darth. Lovely to talk to you, mate. I'll talk to you during the rest of the summer.